March 29, Luke chapter 8, verses 22 through 39. One day Jesus said to his disciples, Let's cross over to the other side of the lake. So they got into a boat and started out. On the way across, Jesus lay down for a nap, and while he was sleeping, the wind began to rise. A fierce storm developed that threatened to swamp them, and they were in real danger. The disciples woke him up, shouting, Master, Master, we're going to drown! So Jesus rebuked the wind and the raging waves. The storm stopped, and all was calm. Then he asked them, Where is your faith? And they were filled with awe and amazement. They said to one another, Who is this man, that even the winds and waves obey him? So they arrived in the land of the Gerasenes, across the lake from Galilee. As Jesus was climbing out of the boat, a man who was possessed by demons came out to meet him. Homeless and naked, he had lived in a cemetery for a long time. As soon as he saw Jesus, he shrieked and fell to the ground before him, screaming, Why are you bothering me, Jesus, Son of the Most High God? Please, I beg you, don't torture me. For Jesus had already commanded the evil spirit to come out of him. This spirit had often taken control of the man. Even when he was shackled with chains, he simply broke them and rushed out into the wilderness, completely under the demon's power. What is your name? Jesus asked. Legion, he replied. For the man was filled with many demons. The demons kept begging Jesus not to send them into the bottomless pit. A large herd of pigs was feeding on the hillside nearby, and the demons pleaded with him to let them enter into the pigs. Jesus gave them permission. So the demons came out of the man and entered the pigs, and the whole herd plunged down the steep hillside into the lake, where they drowned. When the herdsmen saw it, they fled to the nearby city and the surrounding countryside, spreading the news as they ran. A crowd soon gathered around Jesus, for they wanted to see for themselves what had happened. And they saw the man, who had been possessed by demons, sitting quietly at Jesus' feet, clothed and sane. And the whole crowd was afraid. Then those who had seen what happened told the others how the demon-possessed man had been healed. And all the people in that region begged Jesus to go away and leave them alone, for a great wave of fear swept over them. So Jesus returned to the boat and left, crossing back to the other side of the lake. The man who had been demon-possessed begged to go too, but Jesus said, No, go back to your family and tell them all the wonderful things God has done for you. So he went all through the city, telling about the great thing Jesus had done for him. Today we're reading Psalm 70. David was in a hurry when he wrote this brief psalm because God was not in a hurry. Three times he cried, make haste. And he ends with, do not delay. Kind of like Peter sinking into the water. He did not have time for a long prayer. All he could cry was, Lord, save me. Which brings up the question, why does God delay answering your prayers? I mean, surely he can see your desperate situation. And he promises to give grace to help in time of need. That's in Hebrews chapter 4, verse 16. 
And of course, that can be translated grace for well-timed help. Your father's timing is never wrong. When God waits, he may have a better gift for you than what you're asking him for. Because his delays are neither denials nor defeats. So put your times in his hands and wait on the Lord. Joseph, in prison, had to wait for God to free him and then to reconcile him to his brothers. Israel had to wait for deliverance from Egypt, and Moses had to wait through ten difficult plagues before Pharaoh would let the people go. Joshua and Caleb had to wait forty years before claiming their inheritance, and that delay was not even their fault. David had to wait to receive his throne. Mary and Martha had to wait for Jesus to come to Bethany, and while they waited, their brother died. God is not in a hurry even when we are, because His schedule is always better than ours. Luke, Luke chapter 8, Luke chapter 8, it reads like this. One day he got into a boat with his disciples, Jesus, and said, let's cross over to the other side of the lake. All right, so this is pretty, this is pretty basic scene. He's like, get in a boat. The reason we're going to get in a boat is to get to the other side. Pretty basic. And so they set out, the Bible says. And as they sailed, uh, Jesus fell asleep. It's an interesting detail, right? It's like, eh, we don't really need to know Jesus' nap schedule. That's cool. Like, you know, he fell asleep. And a windstorm came down on the lake, and they were filling with water and were in danger. Wait a second. The God who created wind and lakes with words is napping, and the wind and the lake seem to be winning. And what, Any preacher who tells you he totally understands this passage is being ridiculous. Why? And folks, it's filling with water, and Jesus is still sleeping. Now, by the way, that's some good sleep. Jesus can sleep, right? Like, this is amazing. It says, and they were in danger, and it goes on. It says, so, so they went and woke him up. <laughs> Jesus is sleeping in a windstorm, and the boat's filling with water, and he is still sleeping. By the way, it should be noted, if Jesus is still sleeping, you're going to be all right. Right? Like, if, 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 if you're with somebody who, and you're in an environment where they're an expert in it, and they get frazzled, you should get frazzled too. Like, if Jesus, the wind creator, and the, the, the water maker, like, if he's still sleeping, but it says, Master, Master, listen, this is so ironic. He said, we're dying. We're dying. Here's the first observation I want to make about mystery. You know what's amazing about mystery? In mystery, you will face your weakness. And we think that's bad. That's the problem. We're like, and we'll keep ourselves busy all day long. In the mystery, it is amazing how suddenly you are faced with your humanity and we think that's bad. No, for when I am weak, then I am strong and the power of Christ rests upon me. One of the best things that could happen to you is for you to face your weakness. Well, you know, we, we oftentimes we're in churches where you can't tell somebody, I'm scared. 
You can't tell somebody, I don't, I don't, I feel alone. You can't tell somebody, I feel like it's not going to work out. I've been in church long enough, people start talking like, man, you better speak faith, brother. Uh, but I feel alone. Well, you're going to keep feeling alone if you keep telling people you feel alone. You need, you need to start telling people that you're alive. Master, we're going to die. Wow. I don't know. Did God create the storm? He certainly set the seasons in motion. By the way, things just happen in the universe because God set things in motion. And then we are subject to futility because of sin. And so it has affected the planet and its weather patterns. Jesus did not intend for this storm to hurt his guys. But boy, he's using it. While he sleeps, they start to wonder, are we going to die? And then watch what happens. Boy, mystery can be a great opportunity for you to realize, I can't do this. I can't do this anymore. I've been trying to make this thing happen. I've been trying to get to the other side on my own. I can't do this anymore. I, I can't. I, 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 I'm going to die. And he awoke and rebuked the wind and the raging waves.